Get around the corner with that. Uh, oh. oh, sorry about that. Uh, here, let me move this ice tray. Yeah, I'll probably use that later. <coughs> Hello, friends, and uh, welcome in to this, the 214th edition of Fusebox, cautiously entitled and uh, OSHA certified. This side up. And I'm your man about town, but only in my zip code, host, Mark Rose, and over there, doing all the heavy lifting and occasional creative spackling, the Grand Vizier of the Volume Fader, Milk Canes, everybody. Yeah, well, thank you kindly, and uh, Happy New Year, bro. Indeed, 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 indeed. Happy, uh, happy New Year to you as well, uh, my friend, and and uh, to all of you out there as well. Um, we know <laughs> it's going to be another fascinating year out there. You can just uh, feel it, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can feel it all right. I, I just can't decide if we're going to get hit with uh, the flaming ice tornado filled with sharks <laughs> or another clown car packed to the roof with idiots claiming that up is down and one plus one equals aardvark. Well, I have to say, I think the answer to your query is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, safe bet. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> this not only marks the beginning of a uh, new year uh, filled, nay, overflowing with uh, potential and uh, spilling out onto the floor there, leaving that irritating stickiness when you walk, you know. Yes, and but also it uh, heralds the beginning of our ninth year of this very program. You know, I think I said it last year, but it bears repeating. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Certainly not us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, we have some glorious plans for this year, and I, for one, have been uh, wanting to get some of them going for seemingly years. But there is light at the end of the uh, scheduling tunnel, friends. And uh, the next show, we're doing a remote, yeah? Yes. Yes, we are indeed. Uh, we will be capturing the excitement, the raw, unbridled energy, the sweaty, sordid, with a little lurid on the side, inner workings of an honest-to-dog production meeting slash year-in-review-slash-forecast of all things Fusebox and beyond. In other words... A Thursday. You're a master of abbreviation, Mr. Keynes. Well, they don't call me Slash and Burn Keynes for nothing. <laughs> really? Do they call you that, really? Maybe. <laughs> well, we are venturing out uh, to one of our favorite watering holes here in town, Suicide Sally's, and uh, we'll be joined by our cohorts, Jeff Pollard and uh, Regina Carroll, on that occasion to... Uh, Chat it up. And drink it down. Well, so I'm told. 
So please join us for that one. Uh, that will be the next program, number 215, coming in a couple of weeks on the 25th of January. Uh, which, by the way, reminds me, I want to give a shout out as well to the folks who have taken the time to write reviews for us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We honestly, we cannot thank you enough for that. It really, really does help the cause here. And, uh, you know, I know we say that often without really saying anything about, well, how it helps. But in short, activity like that just uh, demonstrates clearly to the overseeing podcast eye in the sky. Yeah, that there is engagement going on out there with this uh, humble program. And uh, by golly, it should be acknowledged accordingly. Yeah, so uh, consider yourself part of the production process, folks, because, well, you are. Indeed. But this is not lip service. Might be ear service, though. Or ear Ear food food service. service. Did you see what we did there? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again for those. And uh, please, 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 please keep them coming, too. And and while I'm talking gratitude here, big thanks as well to the uh, stations uh, that are carrying this here program, the delightful folks at KXRW, KXRY, and uh, KMWV that are airing the program. And uh, let us make this a distinguished promise to you. The best is yet to come for you folks. Now, are you implying that they have been getting less than the best to this point? Don't start with me, Mr. Keynes. (laughs) Back in a flash. That man was in a state of shock. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. TheFuseBoxShow.com Once in a while, a beer comes along that changes everything. A beer crafted for the more discerning and sophisticated palate. A beer for true connoisseurs with discriminating tastes. A beer artisan brewed, faithfully following generations-old recipes, using only the finest ingredients from Utah. Yes, once in a while, a beer comes along that changes everything. (coughs) What the f***? This is not that beer. WTF IPA. The name says it all. Seriously, is that supposed to burn? And we're back, bro. And more good news. Uh, We want to give a great big Fusebox thanks to our two newest Patreon members, Greg and Elena, for showing not only what exquisite taste they have in programming, but putting their money where our mouths are. So welcome aboard, folks. Absolutely. Yeah, greatly appreciated. And uh, friends, you too can hop aboard the fuse box train as it uh, wins its way towards world audio domination. 
by uh, going to uh, patreon.com forward slash the Fusebox show and uh, become a member there and get all sorts of perks and stuff. And as we always like to say, a place that Where secrets of the universe will be revealed. So give it a go and uh, get some free swag in the process. The Hot Wire of Science. Friends, I, I, I gotta share this bit of fascinating science news with you. And believe me, it's a thing of wonder and amazement. Um, our buddy Scott saw this article and immediately saw the value in it for the show. And uh, boy, oh boy, was he right. <laughs> this item comes from the uh, folks at Science Alert. And this article was written by uh, Michelle Starr that we'll be uh, randomly quoting from here. So I, I, I would imagine that we're all most likely aware of uh, the research, eh, sometimes controversial research, that has been going on for decades, really, uh, regarding stem cells, the cultivating and uh, developing of these cells to, you know, among other things, aid in um, repairing bodily organs or even generate tissue that could potentially develop into a highly complex form itself. Uh, it's this uh, latter function that we're, uh, we're going to briefly explore here. Wait, wait, wait hold up. Do, do I need to wheel out the whiteboard here or uh, maybe use a slide rule? No, no equipment or instrumentation required, Mr. Keynes, I assure you. Uh, this fascinating development occurred in Germany, actually back in uh, 2021, and uh, it involved the culturing of brain cells derived from uh, the stem cells, and then uh, curated, if you will, in uh, little Petri dishes. And as these cells developed, a fascinating thing occurred. The brain organoids, as they are referred to, began to develop eyes. Oh, hold up. What, what? What? You mean they could see? Well, I, I, as the researchers describe it, uh, quoting here now, two bilaterally symmetrical optic cups were seen to grow, mirroring the development of eye structures in human embryos. This incredible result could help us to better understand the process of eye differentiation and development, as well as eye diseases. Holy carp. I mean, the, these eyes were like looking at you? Well, uh, what was uh, beginning to happen was the uh, formation of what they called optic cups. Now, in the picture that accompanies this article, and uh, we have a link right down there in the uh, show notes that, that uh, you can see this, but there is this uh, 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 typical-looking Petri dish that we've all seen, and then a blob of semi-translucent matter in there. And at the uh, upper part of this translucent matter up there, uh, this blob has developed plainly visible two distinct dark spots, kind of like the early fetal stages of most mammalian life. Well, they look like tadpole eyes. They do. Yes, indeed. Very uh, very apt, yeah. And, and according to uh, one of the neuroscientists who worked on these critters, <laughs> stated, uh, quoting, Our work highlights the remarkable ability of brain organoids 
to generate primitive sensory structures that are light-sensitive and harbor cell types similar to those found in the body. These organoids can help to study brain-eye interactions during embryo development, model congenital retinal disorders, and generate patient-specific retinal cell types for personalized drug testing and transplantation therapies. So they're doing this for the most part for transplant research? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's certainly one uh, direction for sure. Yeah, well, the other being creating a super blob that eats everything and destroys Tokyo. Only in the Toho version of that film scenario, Mr. Keynes. Well, uh, the researchers go on to explain that uh, brain organoids are uh, not true brains as one might uh, imagine. They're uh, small, three-dimensional structures grown from a process they call induced pluripotent stem cells. Now, these are cells that are uh, harvested from adult humans and then reverse-engineered into stem cells that have the potential to grow into uh, many different types of tissue. Yeah, there's that word, man. Harvested. Gives me the creeps, bro. Yeah, yeah I can see where this would take a stroll down creepy lane for many, but uh, the uh, medical value, certainly in the case of, of fighting disease, is uh, it's pretty huge. Now, bear in mind, these stem cells are encouraged to grow into brain tissue. They, they don't have anything resembling thoughts... Uh, emotions or uh, consciousness that they know of. Well, I mean, no, man. It's just like you said before. What was it? Uh, science is only as good as the tools it has to measure something. Yeah, but now, I, now, what, 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 how do they really know that these things aren't like uh, uh, sediment? Uh, sentient. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe they already have a sense of being. Can we really know that for sure? Well, it's a quasi-philosophical question for debate, Mr. Keynes. Well, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just looking at the thing in the dish there, and, and something just ain't... Well, it does, it does, I'll say this, it does prove another point, uh, that the life energy itself is always looking to expand and adapt, given the, just a slight hint of a direction, it, it, it runs with it. And now, frankly, I think that's kind of cool. I don't know, bro. It's feeling like that idea that's really popular now with all that uh, AI engineering going on. I mean, have you seen those pictures that uh, folks have suggested to this AI engine to create? Yeah, 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 I have. And you know what? Yes, some are indeed kind of on the creepy end there. But uh, to take it to another direction, uh, one a wee less threatening... <laughs> Is to, is to take a look at some of the work being done in uh, films of late using uh, super reality engines, or in the case of the recent Netflix series, uh, canceled after one season, by the way, 1899, the entire production was shot on a soundstage called The Volume, where uh, backgrounds are uh, created in real time all around the actors, and they can move and adapt uh, in real time. Uh, so, so the actors then actually get to interact with these spaces. It's, it's, uh, it's not a green screen type of thing where one has to kind of imagine what the uh, interaction might look like. They are fully immersed in this process. And uh, that, of course, 
really influences performances. I get that. But isn't it like all of this recent tech? I mean, phones are the best example, right? Yeah. You introduce this new technology. People get all jazzed by the things it can do. And the whole time, they're having their entire lives scraped and mined for data completely with our consent. Well, I, you know what? I, I just think it's the price we pay for advancement, man. I don't know, bro. Well, if, if we as a society can get free from the, you know, the, the shiny object syndrome and use a little bit of critical thinking beforehand... Um, looking at the, the plus and minus columns maybe a little bit closer, then, you know, we stand a chance of controlling some of these uh, unfortunate side effects. Well, I, I think the main problem there is that shiny object thing you were just talking about. I mean, it seems like just about everybody gets all stoked up when it comes to the newest, latest, greatest gizmo, you know? Is that just the way humans are? Well, I think some very clearly are. Not so sure you are. Human? No. <laughs> no, no. Influenced by the shiny new object, as, as, as much as some. We also have a telecommunications industry that makes it pretty damn easy for someone to upgrade to the newest shiny object. You know, I, I, I just saw this interview over the holidays with uh, that gal, uh, you know, the one who blew the whistle on Facebook. Uh, what's her... Uh... Oh, Frances Hogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. Well, she was saying that as part of their research over there to develop algorithms, they would create a fake Facebook account and give it no preferences like, you know, musical tastes or political views and just randomly have the fake account like a few things or share a few things strictly random now, you know, not directed to do it. Yeah. And Francis said that within a short period of time, the algorithm had started to suggest to this fake account to visit these, like, QAnon Facebook groups, white supremacist groups, a bunch of far-right influence groups, all, all without really uh, interacting with anybody. It's just a course of design. Well, that's uh, disturbing, for sure. In a way, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad they do those tests, but... Uh... Yeah, but her point was... They didn't really change it. Yeah, not grand. No. I mean, I can see the the, the danger in this present technological run. I, I really can see it. It's uh, it's just a really complicated issue. Yeah, by design, bro. By design. We're yeah, now. Let me just add. Can I just add one thing? Sure. All right. And I I just wanted to say that for the most part, it is a good thing. But have you thought for a moment? About all the video cameras out there right now. I mean, pretty much CCTV is on every street corner. And if it's not, then the homeowner has them all over the place. Uh, guilty. Sure. And I get why that is. But just think back a few years where a notion like that was pure 1984. You know, the book by Jim Irving. Uh, George Orwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, really, it's just before the iPhone was released. People were like, hell no, get your damn cameras out of here. You ain't spying on me. And now they're just quietly appearing everywhere. Well, it's kind of like Steve Jobs said at the time. Uh, this, pointing to the iPhone, changes everything. And in uh, many ways, it has. And again, I I'm not saying it's a bad thing. 
Especially for law enforcement, these things have saved the day a bunch of times. Yeah, absolutely. But nothing's perfect. And everything can be uh, used to corrupt someone or something. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Well, I think that one point about the uh, popularity of these surveillance cameras and uh, doorbell cameras and everything else, it's an interesting situation, really. Uh, Some of us have done it for, obviously, uh, security reasons. Others for just the novelty and convenience. But it all adds up to this, this heightened sense of vulnerability. You know? Now that... That, that, I, I, that isn't a great side effect. We're like being programmed to be on a kind of low-level alert all the time. Yeah, again, I think given a lot of the scenarios I see out there, probably not a bad idea. Again, sometimes these cameras are the reasons why a perpetrator is caught red-handed. I just think we need to examine these situations with a little tighter focus. No pun intended. Maybe. No, I see what you're what you're getting at here, and uh, it is worthy of consideration. I, I'm just not so sure how to uh, reverse or, or or even slow this present course, given the uh, society's appetite for the new shiny object. I know it. It just looks like at the present time, anyway. There's just more of a movement to introduce more stuff that will take more control of our lives while being cleverly disguised as a modern convenience, you know? I mean, a new toaster probably won't do that. Unless it has Bluetooth-enabled options, Mr. Keynes. Ugh. (laughs) Well, lest we forget the uh, ever-growing Internet of Things that seems to have kind of dropped from the conversation over the last few years, but the... uh, The devices keep coming, and the bandwidth keeps eroding equally. Bandwidth, you say? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons many of us are complaining about, uh, you know, crappy internet speeds these days is not entirely the fault of the internet provider, as it's it's really the user who keeps adding web-fueled devices to the home. You know, lights, cameras, doorbells, and and my favorite bane of existence, the home assistant, which truly are the most evil of contrivances ever. But, But all of these things are looking for bandwidth in order to operate, you know? And they're just chewing into the preset amount we all have. You might think, How much bandwidth could a light be sucking up? Well, a a single light, not much. But a set of track lights, you got those uh, runners in the room, you got doorbells, cameras, home assistants, and then it starts to add up. And then you have to sort of consider a separate channel assignment, you know, to to, to, uh, minimize the hit. Which kind of works, but unless you have a dedicated separate service into your place, uh, you're, you're going to feel it no matter what Wi-Fi channel it's on. Well, for me, I can turn the damn light on and off myself since they're, well, mostly off anyway. I- I'm good. Well, it would mean getting out of the Barca lounger to do that, though. Well, some sacrifices have to be made, bro. Well, it will keep your girlish figure. There is that. And with that gross impossibility, we uh, <laughs> we will call it a show and uh, gather up all our spare Petri dishes and germinating brain organoids and uh, squeeze back down into the centrifuge 
But not before thanking our contributors to this edition of the show, Leslie Jane and Jeff Bollard. And thanks as well to the inter-aisle man of mystery, the uh, deacon of dials, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and so forth. And so on. A pleasure as always. And uh, folks, keep up that great work with those reviews on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate that. And if for some reason you uh, haven't already subscribed, and I can't for the life of me figure out why, go ahead and smash that subscribe button right now. It's a miraculous thing. Cures gout, removes unwanted hair, and tastes remarkably like a floor wax disguised as a dessert topping. Yes, and but also... As we mentioned at the uh, top of the show, uh, please join the expectant crowd growing now and head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Fusebox show and uh, become a conduit for good. Get some uh, free swag. Know in your deepest of hearts that uh, you, yes, you, organizing your sock drawer by color and texture right now. You can help us achieve world audio domination by uh, going ahead there and signing up. And we thank you profoundly for that. And you can also visit the Fusebox store and go crazy in there with all the cool merch and new designs that are added uh, pretty much all the time. And uh, watch the Facebook and Instagram pages for uh, sale info on that stuff. It's, it's, it's just lousy with deals. Indeed. And uh, when next we meet, friends, it shall be from Suicide Sally's for a show captured live as uh, we take a look both back and forward and even into the vast unknown beyond with everyone in attendance. Jeff Pollard, Regina Carroll, Milt Keynes, and yours truly. And who knows what other surprises await us all. I have been your ensconced in protoplasm for better traction host, Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Yeah, that was it.